0: Please take out your Bibles tonight and turn to the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 12. 1 Chronicles, chapter 12. That's not going to be the first text we go to tonight, but I give you time to open it, because that's not one that we open to a lot, necessarily. The other three that I'm going to use before we get there are all extremely familiar. I want for us to continue tonight with our focus on 2022, the summer of new life, new growth, new beginnings for the Shoto Hills Church of Christ. I'd like to remind us, and I appreciated so much Eric's prayer that laid perfect groundwork for this. I would like to begin by reminding us of our soul mission, or our soul mission, spelled either way, in life as members of the Lord's Church the one and only great commission that we share with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'd like, to do three te- I'd like to use three texts to remind us of that mission, if I could, please. The first one would be Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 38, which says, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary, scattered, like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. As I have noted before, it was immediately after that, in chapter 10, the first few verses that Jesus himself sent out, those into the harvest. The second verse, very familiar one, that I would share with us to remind us of our mission is Luke 19:10. for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost, pure and simple. And finally, and thirdly, Again, as Eric mentioned in his prayer, of course, what we call the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now we know in that particular text, Matthew chapter 28, 19 and 20, we know that that prior to Christ giving them these orders and sending them out on this spiritual, soul-saving search and rescue mission, that's really what it is. It is a spiritual, soul-saving search and rescue mission that he had spent three and a half years and in that I include his death, burial, and resurrection as well as the 40 days that followed. He had spent that time arming and equipping them with everything they would ever need in order to be successful in that mission upon which he sent them. You and I are proof today that they were successful in that mission. And the reason I bring that up is is because we understand today the timeless and well-proven truth that in any and every battle situation or mission that is undertaken, being properly and well-prepared with the appropriate and sufficient weapons goes a long, long ways in securing the success of that mission we, we, we know this from so many things so many recent historical things as well as the Bible itself I mean stop and think about it again being properly and well prepared with the appropriate and sufficient weapons goes a long way in securing the ex- the eventual success of that mission I think of the the Russians trying to take Kiev they were not pro- appropriately and adequately prepared to do that I think of today Ukraine pleading for weapons, pleading for the proper weapons that they will need to win the conflict, pleading for the proper weapons and the appropriate training that will help to assure them of victory where the conflict is raging. I think of biblical examples. I think of of ancient history, as it were. I think of David going down by the brook there and, and getting five smooth stones to go to battle against Goliath. By the way, it's been often said that David didn't go get five smooth stones because he thought he'd miss four times. David went and got five smooth stones because the family of the giant had four other giants in it. David took one stone per giant. That's faith. That's faith. There were four other giants in that family as we read in the scriptures from Gath. I want you to look with me for a moment in 1 Chronicles because I want to show you from one of the best texts that I could find about appropriate preparation, appropriate equipment, and how that helps to guarantee the success of the mission. I, I want us to read here in First Chronicles chapter 12, beginning at verse 23, it says, Now these were the numbers of the divisions that were equipped for war. See, they were well equipped. And came to David at Hebron to turn over the kingdom of Saul to him according to the word of the Lord. Of the sons of Judah bearing shield and spear, 6,800 armed for war. The sons of Simeon, mighty men of valor, fit for war, 7,100. And he goes on from there. And and I want us to look, especially when we talk about equipment and armament and preparation at verses 33 through 38 at at the tail end of this list and what it says. Look there, beginning at verse 33. Of Zebulun, there were 50,000 who went out to battle, expert in war with all weapons of war. They were prepared. Stout-hearted men who could keep ranks. Of Naphtali, a 1,000 captains with him, 37,000 with shield and spear. They were well-outfitted. Of the Danites who could keep battle formation, 28,600. Of Asher, those who could go out to war, able to keep battle formation, 40,000. Of the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh, from the other side of the Jordan, 120,000 armed for battle with every kind of weapon of war war these folks were prepared did David become king oh yeah yes he did stop and think about particularly verse 38 it says all these men of war who could keep ranks came to Hebron watch this now I got this highlighted in my Bible with a loyal heart to make David king over all Israel And all the rest of Israel were of one mind to make David king. I have highlighted a loyal heart and how they were of one mind. Brethren, the best equipped army in the world, if they are not of a single-minded purpose, if they are not unified in their purpose, if they do not have loyal hearts, all that equipment is going to do them no good. But here we see that they had this loyal heart, they had this one mind. I'm reminded of the New Testament. Jesus, when he went to battle against Satan. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, how he was equipped and well-prepared with the scriptures, always saying, it is written, it is written, it is written. We see this throughout scripture. I'm I'm reminded of, of Ephesians chapter 6. I really am. There's nothing here. Hey, hello. There we go. You did it? Okay, I appreciate that. When I have a clicker from now on, here's how I'm going to make it work. Let's see if I can make this one work. No? Okay. So here's my clicker. You ready? Okay. That's how we're going to work it. Reminded of Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, wherein we are told to put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That includes the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, verse 17. That is weaponry that the apostle Paul said was mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God in 2 Corinthians ten four and 5. Right. Brethren, the proper preparation, which includes a loyal heart and a single-mindedness of purpose, coupled with an abundant supply of the appropriate equipment is what gives any mission in any conflict its greatest and most overwhelming chance for success. And while it is true, as as Brother Mark pointed out so, so wonderfully for us in his Wednesday night devotional, while it is true that the Bible itself is all we need, that the Bible itself gives us everything we need in order to win the war over sin and Satan, and to stand complete before the God of heaven, it similarly provides us with every answer to every question, every solution to every problem that we will ever need to address in order to bring the lost to Christ. it has got everything. We know this from texts such as Psalm 19, 7 through 11, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. So we know it's all right here, right? But the problem is, for some of us, is that we have, probably for all of us, is that we have such an abundant and overwhelming supply of God-given wisdom in the scriptures with which to go out and wage war against Satan for the souls of men, that we as human beings sometimes simply don't know where to turn and where to go, when it comes to starting to utilize it appropriately. There's so much information. It's all we need. Sometimes when somebody asks a question, it's hard to know between Genesis and Revelation how to answer it. It's hard to know how to go right to that text that takes care of it. And that is where Christ intended and said that church leadership in his New Testament church needed to come in and equip the saints to grow the body of Christ. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter four, and we will see that Jesus, through the apostle Paul, told us this in Ephesians chapter four, that the whole purpose, one of the greatest purposes of church leadership is to equip the saints so that the saints can help the body to grow, to win that victory against Satan for the souls of men. Ephesians chapter four, beginning at verse 11. And he, that is Christ, Christ himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Here's why he gave them to the church. For, verse 12, the equipping of the saints, give them the equipment they needed, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith, that is, that single-mindedness of purpose, and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature, the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is head, that is Christ, here it comes, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love." Verses 11 through 16 tell us, once again, Jesus. one of Jesus' main purposes for the leadership he gave the church was to equip the church to go out there and do its part to help the church to grow. It is in that light that following is offered regarding our God-given mission to go and to seek and to save the lost here we go many of you probably already noticed that there is a <clears throat> newly designed and repurposed area out in the foyer right by the coat rack on the back wall that I'm looking at if you haven't noticed that please do notice it on your way out it's kind of a bright pink bulletin board with a table in front of it it's a repurposed area if you will And it is only fitting, really, that it sits right next to, or or really close to, the tribute wall over there, where we have a record of many of our members who served in the physical military to set and keep people free. Therefore, that table and that bulletin board right by the coat rack being that close to our tribute wall that talks about those from this congregation who have served in the physical military, should always serve to remind us, by its location, that we are always in the midst of a battle for the souls of men. That we are active in the army of God to try to save the souls of men. And as you consider that area, and if you haven't looked it over, I encourage you to do so. As as I consider that area that I'm looking at with that that new bulletin board and that table out there and all of those resources on it, from now on, I have a way that I'd like for you to think about that table and that bulletin board and that little area right there. Here's how I'd like you to think of it. I'm sure you can think of some military program cop show something where everybody is told what the mission is, and then all of a sudden. Door opens up and you see everybody charging into this room to grab all kinds of equipment. The guns are lined up on the wall, the flak jackets are there, the helmets are there, whether it's a SWAT-type show or whatever. All of the the equipment that they are going to need is right there in that one place, and you'll see them going in once they've been briefed on the mission, and you'll see them grabbing the armament and the equipment that they need. This table and that bulletin board is to serve as exactly that in our spiritual battle to go out and set free the souls of men. So tonight, I'd like to spend some time familiarizing you with the equipment that's laid out on that table out there. Get familiar with it. We can't go to battle unarmed. The first one, Searching for Truth DVD. Now. I know that many of you are familiar with this. And as I've told most of you before, when I, and by the way, this isn't just about Bible study set up from Shoto Hills Contact. This is Bible study set up with anybody. What I'm talking to you about tonight is whether you set them up with a classmate, a coworker, whatever, uh, it, it, this equipment is, is for, that, for that mission, to save those souls. And this Searching for Truth DVD has six lessons on it It has an introduction and then the truth about the creator which is only 28 minutes the truth about authority the truth about the church the truth about the house of god and the truth about baptism if you don't know where to go to teach somebody about baptism and they ask a question about the church or why why we do things the way we do or who's authority or who rules over the church or anything questions that this can answer this is a great little thing to sit down and study with somebody not just sit down and study it with them, but grab one. Because you got. listen, you've got to be familiar with equipment before you can use it, right? So take one home, watch it, make notes. This will help you. This is one of the armaments that is out there. And by the way, I know we live in a very highly technological age. I know some computers now don't even come with a DVD drive. Okay? I know some people may not even have uh, DVD players. Well, guess what? You don't have to. Here's why. You can go on your smartphone to searchingfortruth.org. Watch this entire disc. Right on your smartphone. Anybody can do it. I can do it. Anybody can do it. (laughs) Get on your smartphone, and and you can. And and people that have questions about the church or baptism, send them to searchingfortruth.org. You can play this whole video right there. The second one that's out there. The second one that's out there is what must I do to be saved? The answer to this question has implications both now and for eternity. Sadly, wrong answers are being given all the time. In this study, Don Blackwell opens the Bible and shares God's answer to this question. It is simple, straightforward, done in a kind and loving manner. With a question of this magnitude, you cannot afford to be wrong. Somebody wants to know what they need to do to be saved. Here's the thing. You don't even have to sit down with somebody and have a Bible study with this in your home. You don't don't even have to do that. If somebody at work says, or at school says, hey, what do you guys teach about being saved? You say, sometimes we say, well, I don't know if I can give them the answer. Give them a DVD. Say, this this will answer your question. Go home and watch this when you have time, and, and when you get done, let's talk about it. If they can look through this and not have any questions, then either, number one, they don't care what to do to be saved, or they haven't watched it. Great tool. There's a bunch of these weapons out there on the table. Use them. Our next one, I can do away with sound effects, Adam? Okay. The next one is God's plan for saving man. Three lessons. One of them is on faith. One of them is on repentance and one of them is on baptism. Now, here's something else that's cool about this. Whenever you see one of these DVDs out there and it's got that mark, The Truth About on it, there is a website where you can go and watch all of these DVDs that have that little emblem on them and a whole lot more. You want the name of the website? It's real easy. It is thetruthabout.net. That's it. thetruthabout.net, and you can watch God's plan for saving man. A a person, you can give it to them on their smartphone, they can watch it, or you can sit down with this disc in the evening, invite somebody to a Bible study and say, let's take a look at God's plan for saving man. Go through faith. Answer the questions. Go through repentance. This will teach the class for you. And you can answer the questions. These these are awesome weapons. These are awesome weapons in our arsenal. Here's Here's one. Here's a question a lot of people have. How many times have you heard somebody say or heard, or seen written, well, if there's only one God, one Bible, why are there so many churches? Now, how many of you want to take that one on without a good historical chart? Well, Brother Blackwell does a good job with it. Contemporary religious scholars and historians estimate that there are approximately 38,000 plus denominations in the world today. That's all the little ones, Mark, not to contradict your numbers from Wednesday night, but you're talking about the major ones, this is with all the little facets and follow ways on that. How many of you have heard Don Blackwell speak? Incredibly kind, gentle, firm. He is as (laughs) narrow-minded and as tender-hearted as they come. Great, Great teacher. This is another weapon that you can use. This one is, You missed one. Did did you miss one or did I? Okay. Let's do evil, pain, and suffering. I dropped a stack the other day. I thought they were still in order. Ever heard anybody say, well, if there's such a loving God, then how come there's so much suffering in the world? If God loves everybody, then how come this happened or that happened or there's a war going on or or this person, this happened to, Good answers on this disk. Kyle Butt is a Christian apologist who graduated from Freed-Hardman, and he goes on from there. But it talks about, um, there's what I'm looking for. Where is God when I hurt? Why do innocent people suffer? How could a loving God let this happen? Millions of people have searched for answers to these questions if you are one of them You need to see this video you suppose a few people in Shoto hills or where you work Or that you do business with that have questions about why there's evil pain and suffering in the world. You suppose there may be one or two By the way, I'm not saying that these are divinely inspired or anything don't go home and say these guys can't make a mistake Because Doug said this is the greatest thing since sliced bread no these are gospel preachers who have put in a lot of time and a lot of research. I'm not saying that everything is absolutely 100% that you're gonna agree with, but from what I know of the men involved, um, these are a really good and sound weapon to have in your arsenal. What's next? Aha. Well, of course, this really has nothing to do with today, right? Homosexuality and the Christian response. This is an old DVD. These have been around a long time. I remember the last preaching position that I held giving these away at a festival there in town and having a very militant uh, person of that persuasion that did not like the fact that we as a church were giving them out. Enough said. Might want to consider that if, if somebody wants to know the answers about that kingdom and the end times. A lot of people wonder about revelation and the kingdom and there's three actual sermons on here. And again, you can watch any of these online uh, as well. Um, the first one is when will the kingdom come? There's a great deal of confusion about the kingdom of the Lord. Some say it was established in the 1900s. Others believe it was set up in the first century. Many think it has not yet come, but that it's coming very soon. It goes on from there. That's one of them. That's the first one, when will the kingdom come? The second session on here is No One Left Behind. Of course, you remember the series, right, okay. Tim LaHaye and Jeff Jenkins way back. Um, This kind of addresses that. And then Premillennialism, A Deeper Study. People have questions about those things. There's answers here, good weapon. This one, final DVD I've got. truth about moral issues. This one can be watched on the truthabout.net. That truthabout.net is a wonderful website. Listen to this, though. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lessons on this DVD. Part one, the truth about lying, part one. The truth about lying, part two. The truth about dancing, the truth about drinking, the truth about gambling, the truth about pornography, the truth about modesty, the truth about tattoos and piercings. Now again, I'm not saying that you're gonna agree with every single word that's said on these. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying these men will give you a lot of biblical food for thought that will help you. That's what I am saying. As a matter of fact, we have this term today. It's called social drinking. Bible doesn't call it that, social drinking is a nice homogenized term for I can drink lightly when I'm with friends, but there's a difference between drinking lightly and being drunk and all that, kind of that whole line of reasoning. I've got to say that the session on drinking on this video, 34 minutes, is probably the best class that I have ever heard on drinking, biblically speaking. I heard it once said to me by someone in a Bible class that when the Bible says that, you know, elders or their wives and this and that um, cannot be given to much wine, that it's still okay that they're given to wine as long as it's not much. He addresses this so beautifully. Good DVD. Now, you should have a blank, black one. No. Oh, okay, maybe next. All right. Here's another tool that's out there on the table. There are some brand new Bibles out there. These Bibles um, would like to see, if you have a study with somebody and they don't have a Bible, come grab one of these. Or if you have a study with somebody uh, and, and they're serious about it, like I say, really don't have a Bible, or somebody that comes two or three times, you've got a neighbor or an invitee that comes two or three times and, and maybe doesn't have a Bible, these are really, really nice Bibles that were 40% off. <laughs> Um, there's three of them out there on the table now, there's three more on my, on my office desk. Um, they're not really to give to people when they come in necessarily just here and are visiting. We have Pew Bibles, I recently discovered. Uh, we have one Pew Bible per pew in here that are kind of, well, they're a little beat up, people have used them and all of that. Um, so we do have Bibles available. and. There's now four of these pew Bibles that are in the office in there in the rack. so we can give Bibles to people while they're here. But, but these Bibles, like I said, are for people that you either study with or that come several times, if they don't have one, um, that's what they're for. So take one if that situation arises and, and give it to them. if you're studying with somebody that we knock doors or something like that and they don't have a King James, a new King James version if that's what you use. These are New King James because that's what I preach out of, okay? But if they don't have one, and you want to make it easier for them. That's what these Bibles are for, so by all means, go with that. Um, What's next? Okay, that's what I was looking for. I know you're familiar with these, so I won't take but a moment with them. Many of you have heard the name Rob Whitaker. Rob Whitaker is one of the leading brothers in in our fellowship who is all about evangelism, does seminars, speaks at PTP, uh evangelism is his thing that's what he's all about if there's if in, if in if in the church of christ dictionary there was a evangelism for word probably rob's na- rob's picture to be beside it. it's what he's all about this is what they use and i know you've uh been introduced to these before uh, by shannon and, and probably others back to the bible lesson one lesson two and lesson three there's stacks of those out there it's very simple questions that you can lead anybody in home bible study um back to the Bible series wonderful stuff on the bulletin board back there there's a list of territory that we need to cover in our battle for the souls of men the seven sheets that I put along the bottom of this bulletin board or along the bottom of that one please don't take the ones that are up higher <laughs> that are all nicely decorated they're, they're, they're copies okay we want those to stay there but along the bottom there are several different streets that have six, eight, ten people that when we went out door knocking, there was nobody home. And so uh, those doors need to be re-knocked. So some cool evening or something, you'd like to go for a little walk, come on up. Uh, bring somebody with you. It's better to go one or two, uh, two or three. Uh, but go do what we did on, on June the 11th. Just knock on doors and tell them we're out looking for people that are wanting to study the Bible. That The maps of the territory that, that we want to go into are on that bulletin board. Although it's not available back there, but certainly available upon request, he thought I was done. Some of you may remember this sheet. When I first got here, we began creating a notebook, a Bible study notebook, and we had all these different papers that I went over with you, and I still have copies of those in the office, in the drawers, in the desk. They are put in there by number, but if you want to study with somebody, before we begin our Bible study, a few simple questions. Uh, Salvation and the scriptures, a little uh, quiz. Biblical examples of conversion to Christ. There's a a blank worksheet for people to make out, and then I have number six. I have the chart answer sheet, so you can go over that. Uh, We have God's plan of salvation. uh, Seeking to convert to Christ, those who believe they were saved by saying the sinner's prayer. Uh, serious questions for anyone considering a greater biblical understanding of baptism. There's uh, Number 12, what are all the components that God's Word says are absolutely essential in order to be saved? Who taught faith only? Um, there, there's a bunch of those that we went through, and like I said, I still have pages from those if you're studying with somebody and they want to know what all the components are to be saved or any of that, we can certainly uh, do that. And then on GodsWordIsTruth.org. Um, there, that's that's the website that, that I have. That the God'sWordIsTruth.org, and on that there were over 50 Bible studies listed, on everything from starting studies to biblical baptism to the Lord's Church, to exposés and origins of denominational churches, and on that website, God's Word is Truth. With the addition of this morning's sermon, which is about instrumental music, if you ever want to have a study with somebody about that, that that may help to to listen to that again. Anybody can pull these up on their smartphone at God's Word is Truth. There's now 966 sermons on that website, dating back years. And a lot of the men who have spoken here, I know sometimes I'll say to Mark, what's your title and does this picture go with your sermon, and and we'll post that. So uh, most of the sermons that the men have done here since I've been here are also posted there. Again, something you can check out on your smartphone as well. Not only that, talk about preparation. We have more. I said this before. We have more trifolds from Allen Webster lining the walls. This is really an arsenal out here. Okay, we have got. We have got trifolds on everything. If if somebody comes up with a question you can't answer, there's probably a trifold in this church building somewhere that'll give you all the references on it you need. Because if they ain't in the racks, they're in boxes, they're in drawers, they are all over the place. I see Kathy smiling back there because she knows the truth of whence I speak. We have got tracks all over the place and there's no room for them because these aren't moving. But the information in them is incredible. I have preached whole sermons from some of them. All right, you can go ahead and, there you go, thank you. As with any tactical weaponry, as with any tactical equipment, we need to be very familiar with it, with its breakdown and with its usage before we ever go into battle with it. We're gonna have the best chance of success. Ask a soldier, if they can't break that rifle down, put it back together again, they don't know everything about it, then when it comes to them really needing it, they're not going to have it at its fullest potential. I'm reminded of David. When David went out against Goliath, King Saul said, here's my armor, go and, and use it. And in 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 39, David said, I can't because I haven't tested them. In other words, I'm not familiar with this. I can't, that's why he went after the stones. He was familiar with how to, to use a slingshot. He was familiar with that in battle. He knew how to use that. He'd done it. He was experienced with it. But all that other stuff that Saul gave him, he said, I have not tested them. Same thing we see with the Ukrainians, with this new Western artillery that they are getting. And the same is true here. You have a home Bible study with somebody, and they come up with a question that you are not immediately prepared to answer. Tell them you will. Then, have it scheduled for the next week, and as soon as you can get up here to this church building after that Bible study, and you know that there's something out there that answers your question, because we've talked about it tonight, and you've looked it over, take it home, get familiar with it, break it down, watch the video yourself, take notes, be prepared, so that the next week when they come, you can, Continue knowing the breakdown of your equipment to win this war for their souls. That is so important, so important. We must go forward and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all things that Christ commanded us, just as we ourselves were once taught the gospel and obeyed it, and were saved. (coughs) Brethren, we know what our mission is. Doesn't matter if you're 12 or you're 100. If you're in Christ, we all have the same mission. There's not some magic age where we cross and we graduate high school or we graduate college or, or we get married or we hit our 30th birthday where, oh, all of a sudden I'm in the fight. No, when you come out of that baptistry water and you are a child of God, you, you, you have a mission. We know what our status is. We know what our mission is. We know what the cost of our salvation was. And we know what we were saved to do. We have been given the love, the grace, the instruction, and the equipment to ensure a successful mission. I leave you with these four texts in this order. Now to him who is able, to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus for all generations forever and ever, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. For God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind 2 Timothy seven. It is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the work of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light, Romans 13, 11 and 12. And finally, in doing all of that, on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. Jude 1, and 23. The message and the mission is yours and mine. Tonight, if you are here and you've never obeyed the gospel, we would like to see you become a child of God and, and have your soul saved. And, join in the Lord's army. We can do that. If if you believe Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, and you're willing to turn your life over to him, confess him, you can be baptized into Christ for the forgiveness of your sins as the captain of our salvation demands be done in order to join his church, his people. If you've done that and you are needing strength to go out to really evangelize, to really push, to really save somebody you love that you don't want to see go to hell, but you just can't quite get over that hump and you can't quite bring it up and you need the prayers of the church, we'll pray for you. Or if you need the prayers for anything else. We know what we need to do. By the grace of God, may we go forward and do it. The lesson is yours, if you have a need, do you come to the front as as we stand and sing.